0: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome to A Course in Miracles.
2: living the love walking the talk <laughs> I do love the name of the show I really do and it is the uh, the dedication of my life so there's a congruency there between my life and the show and uh, I will honestly say I wish I could say that I absolutely walk the talk and live the love in every moment but uh, last week I had a moment, no I'm just kidding, I have moments every day <laughs> But I am aspiring to have that level of purity, clarity, and pristine awareness, pristine behavior, choices, thoughts, attitudes, to truly, truly live the love and walk the talk every moment of every day. This is my aspiration, and I'm inviting you to join me in that. So it's challenging, But it's way easier to do it together. So we're the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence, the indwelling Christ. Yes, and this is a very good thing. It's a healing and nourishing thing. So let us start with a blessing. I invite you to join me and to place your hand on your heart as I am doing. And to take this breath of gratitude. We are grateful and thankful right now to place our whole awareness and attention on the love that we are. That the kingdom is within, the Christ Presence is indwelling, pre-installed, and we're grateful to recognize it, to honor it, and to join together in an awareness Of our wholeness and awareness of our perfection. That the truth of our being is that we are made in and out of spiritual goodness. We are love. We are love. This is our true identity, it's our true nature. So we're grateful to accept this as our life. And to release any idea that we have of ourselves as being other than perfect love. Releasing any idea that we have of anyone else, any of our brothers or sisters, any of our cohorts as being less than the perfect love that we all are. So we're claiming an awareness of the oneness and we invoke divine grace into our awareness. Divine grace is always operating, and right now we're putting our attention on it, putting our attention on the Holy Spirit and partnering up. We're calling forth a healing in our mind, in our attitude, in our beliefs, a shedding of that which no longer serves, releasing any attachments we have to limited thoughts, to thoughts of lack and attack. Thoughts of limitation and separation fall away as we remember that we are one with the one, now and forevermore. In gratitude, we accept this as the truth, and we allow it to be our awareness, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. I do love to pray. I do love to pray, and uh As I mentioned, at some point during the show every week, you can be my prayer partner. I've got prayer partners all over the world, and if you join us, you will have prayer partners all over the world, too. It's wonderful. I have a daily prayer, and it's pre-recorded. That's one of the nice things about it. So I record a new prayer every day, and I'll I'll give you the phone number in just a moment if you have a pen to write it down, and you can also get the number at jenniferhadley.com. You can sign up for my daily prayer reminder and get the daily blog in your email. And from that email, if you're on a smartphone, you can click and dial the phone number to pray, or you can click and go to the website and listen to the prayer. So it's a wonderful tool for many of us. That phone number is 760 569 Six zero zero five, seven six zero five six nine, six zero zero five, and I I know that Unity has a wonderful prayer line as well, and it's a great way to send yourself off to sleep at night or in the morning when you wake up. Lots of people tell me they call first thing in the morning, last thing at night, and it sets the tone for the day. And it sets the tone for the dream time. So just options. You know what's a great thing, too, is you can call the pre-recorded prayer line, which you can get the details at JenniferHadley.com. You can call that pre-recorded line when you're standing in line at the bank and places like that. So nobody has to know that's what you're doing. And even, uh, I I know that people will tell me they're in a difficult situation with family, and they can just take a moment to dial that call. They've got the number in their speed dial, and a few minutes later, they feel renewed, centered again. Always good to take a prayer break. Go into the, even on uh a, a airplane, you're waiting for it to take off, you can just call. Got a few minutes there in the airport. Be a prayerful presence. Isn't that wonderful? So that's the advantage of the pre recorded prayer is you don't have to talk to anyone. You just call. And again, the number is 760-569-6005. 760-569-6005. So our topic this week is the body as a means of communication, the body is a means of communication, which actually is a section in chapter 8, section 7. It's my page 151 in the text. And this is, I think, extremely valuable to understand the body as a means of communication. And whenever we're upset in life, it means that we have an attachment to how we think things should be or how they shouldn't be, and it is that attachment that tethers us to the body. It is the attachment that tethers us to the world of effects. So, if we're interested in getting some spiritual lift-off and truly having a greater insight and divine connection, intuition, and flow, we must surrender, make a holy offering of the attachments, the things that we think should be different. We we need to give up our opinions and judgments about how we think things should be in order to break free of feeling stuck in this world, tethered to the world. The body is a means of communication. And so one thing you can look at is, what is it you're communicating? What is it you're communicating? Because you can use the body to communicate unity. Did you know that? So let's let's dive in here and see what the text is telling us here. Again, it's page one fifty one. Chapter 8, Section 7. Attack is always physical. So we have attack thoughts in our mind. And when we're thinking those attack thoughts, it means that we are identified with our body rather than identified with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So this is why we feel uncomfortable in the body when we're identified with the body, and energizing attack thoughts. Isn't that interesting? That the body becomes uncomfortable when we choose attack thoughts. And that is part of the wake-up call. I call it the divine alarm clock. That we're actively choosing to think thoughts of separation, thoughts of lack and attack. So attack is always physical. When attack in any form, enters your mind and you are equating yourself with a body since this is the ego's interpretation of the body. When attack in any form enters your mind, you are equating yourself with a body since this is the ego's interpretation of the body. So when you think attack thoughts in any way, you are identified with the body. You think you are a body. You've forgotten that you're a pure spirit. You don't have to attack physically in order to have the identification with the body. Simply your belief that the attack can get you something you want is what is the evidence of your identification with the body. Now I want to pause here about Wanting okay, Uh, and talk about wanting. So this has been a tremendous lesson in healing for me. I realized that if I was wanting, 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 and thinking that I should have, or if I did have, that would make me happy, that endless craving and wanting, which is another form of attachment. It's another form of, attack on myself, on my spiritual self, if I'm energizing that I want, I want, I want, I cannot do that without simultaneously pouring my precious life energy into the belief that I don't have. So when I'm thinking, I want a new car, I want a happy relationship, I want... A new job, I want a new refrigerator, I want a, a nicer body, I want something. I am simultaneously pouring energy into the belief that I don't already have everything I need, that I don't already have the kingdom pre installed. So remember the teaching is seek first the kingdom and all else will be added unto you. Where is the kingdom? It's within. Who is the king in the kingdom? Love is the king in the kingdom. So seek the love within your heart and all else will be added unto you. So we seek to know ourselves as love and to express ourselves as love in all of our relationships. And it is that expression of love. That we can communicate with the body. And that's a powerful thing when we move into that place of vibrating at the level of unconditional, unprecedented love. Love is the healer. So everything changes when we make a commitment to hold loving thoughts in our mind and to really allow our mind to align with our loving heart. I do believe that our heart's natural state is to be loving so we're all we're cleaning out all the attachments we have to attack thoughts that we've been holding on to in our heart we're doing a, it's spring cleaning <laughs> big spring cleaning in our heart and in our mind and what i love about the teaching seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. What is the all else that's added unto you? I have to remind myself of this every day. The all else is the awareness of the good. The awareness that we are spiritual beings and we are fully aligned with prosperity, abundance, harmony, joy, freedom, Clarity, wisdom, all that is good, all that is holy. We have divine access to every single bit of it. We forget that and then we suffer. So it's time for me to take a break. I'll remind you that I'm Jennifer Hadley and you are listening to A Course in Miracles. And we are Living the Love. We are Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
1: Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free.
4: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com.
3: Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there and we hope you join us too as we celebrate 5 years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm/cruise.
1: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
2: And we're back to Living the Love. So I was sharing about wanting, which to me was such a revelation when I realized that every time I was saying that I wanted something, I was affirming the belief that I didn't have it and that the kingdom wasn't pre-installed and that I needed something outside of my connection to God. So this was a big wake-up call for me to stop wanting. So what I trained myself to do was to listen for whenever I used the word want or wanting. And instead, see if I could find a way to relanguage it where I wasn't energizing that I didn't already have. So let's say I'm, you know, I really want to go to the movies. And another way to say that might be, I'd like to go to the movies. That would be fun. So I'm not energizing the sense that I don't have something I don't want. You know, some people will say, uh, I really want to have a job that I love. I want to have a job that is fun and creative and where I can shine my gifts and talents. So if that's what you're energizing, you're energizing that you don't already have that. But the truth of the matter is, you may have a job opportunity right where you are that you haven't recognized, but you don't see it because you're in the wanting. So instead you could say, I am available for a job that's creative and fun and a place where I can share and shine my gifts and talents. One of the th- things about the wanting is it does lead to a sense of greater and greater lack. And I've shared before that I can remember that I used to make lists of the things that I wanted so that I could keep that right in front of me. You know, this was before the secret and the sense of, uh, not a vision board, but just a wanting board. <laughs> so, And here's the thing about the vision board. Uh, If you're going to make a vision board, which I think is a powerful tool, and I recommend it to my students and uh, my friends, uh, be mindful of anything that you put on the vision board that is a false idol, where you think that having stuff is really the answer to you. Because then you really are energizing that you're a body. Because the spirit doesn't need stuff, but the body thinks that it does all the time. The body can endlessly be in wanting and craving. So what I love in this section that we're looking at here, it's chapter 8, section 7. And the top of the page here, 151, it says in this first paragraph, if you uh, If you did not believe that you could attack freely in your mind without any re- repercussion, the idea of attack would have no appeal for you. so what it 's saying here is when you equate yourself with a body, you will always experience depression. Wow, wow! Should we tell that to the pharmaceutical companies? When you equate yourself with the body, you will always experience depression. Now, it doesn't say that you'll continuously experience it, but it might be on a low level. So if you or someone you know is experiencing depression, you might take a look at this teaching here and see what it has to teach you. When you equate yourself with a body, you will always experience depression. When a child of God thinks of himself in this way, he is belittling himself and seeing his brothers as similarly belittled. Since he can find himself only in them, he has cut himself off from salvation. So if you see yourself as a body, and if you see all human beings as a body, you will always experience depression. Many spiritual seekers have had battles with depression. And what I have seen in my classes is that when folks are willing to see themselves as spirit, which they cannot do if they live in judgment and thoughts of attack, you have to give up the attack thoughts in order to liberate and set yourself free. You can't think the thoughts of attack and lack while simultaneously affirming the truth, the eternal infinite truth of your being. You have to choose one or the other. So if you choose thoughts of lack and attack, you are choosing to experience depression. Now the good news is, at some point you'll get tired of being sick and tired, if that's what you choose. And that is good news, that eventually you'll say, there must be a better way must be a better way. What it says in paragraph 2 here is, remember that the Holy Spirit interprets the body only as a means of communication. So this is the only value that the body has in our experience of 3D life on earth. Being the communication link between God and his separated sons, the Holy Spirit interprets everything you have made In the light of what he is, the ego separates through the body. The Holy Spirit reaches through it to others. You do not have to perceive your brothers as the Holy Spirit does. Because you do not regard bodies solely as a means of joining minds and uniting them with yours and mine. This interpretation of the body will change your mind entirely about its value Of itself, it has none. So the body has no value. It's the communication that has the value. So what are you communicating? If you're communicating thoughts of attack, you are going to be identified with the body. That's how you know. It's a tip-off. When your body feels upset and miserable, it means that you're identified with the body. So it's about valuing, your spiritual self versus the selfish self. And this really is something you can learn, hence A Course in Miracles. It's the unlearning of the idea that you are a body. Now, on the following page, 152, paragraph 5, It says, all loss comes only from your own misunderstanding. So when we think there's a loss, we've misunderstood. When we think there's a loss, it's really that we're valuing something that's not valuable because everything that is truly valuable cannot be lost. It's ours forever. I have an expression that I've used for years when I have a sense of loss and I'm looking to have a healing and know the truth, I say to myself, what's mine is mine and ever shall it be so. So what's mine is my eternal, infinite connection with the divine, the unity of all life and full access to all of the spiritual qualities of life. This is what is mine now and forever and it's yours too. It's ours and we can use our bodies to communicate this truth. Hello that's what I'm doing right now with my voice. (laughs) I'm using it to communicate my awareness of the truth so that you might hear my voice And it might ignite something in you. And I can honestly say that in this space of sharing, when I am sharing, I feel so connected to everyone who listens to the show. And I feel your questions, even if you listen to the show after I've recorded it. Isn't that amazing? I still feel your questions because time and space are an illusion, I just, I really love the expanded awareness beyond time and space. Now I get caught up in time and space all the time, of course. And when there's that sense of fear about time, so many people have tremendous fear about time, so they are worried that they're getting older. They're worried that they're getting wrinkled they're worried that they don't have the resources for their retirement the, there's a sense of uh if i don't accomplish this by the time i'm 30 40 50 60 70 then i am a loser there's a sense of if i don't uh get this by a certain deadline then i'm at a loss So the mind is constantly entertaining these ego thoughts that help to convince us that we're a body, but we're not. We're not. So we can be respectful of our experience of time and space within the illusion, but it's our responsibility to detach from believing that we're a body. So it says here, all loss comes only from your own misunderstanding. Loss of any kind is impossible. Now, if you knew that to be true, would you not be throwing a party right now? Loss of any kind is impossible. But when you look upon a brother as a physical entity, his power and glory are lost to you, and so are yours. You've attacked him, but you must have attacked yourself first. So when we are see our brothers and sisters as limited and as bodies, we're doing the same for ourselves because all is one. In fact, uh I was recently at a class at my gym where the the teacher in the class was this is how my perception of it, she was trying to make us like her by being derisive about People on television. So she was judging and being critical and harsh about people on television. And she had this perception that we would all agree with her and that she could make fun of these people and get a laugh out of it, which she definitely did, and that we would like her. We would feel a kinship with her. So There I am, I'm thinking, here I am, I'm working out in your class. To me, every classroom is a sacred space. I really didn't feel like listening to the stories of uh, attack and making fun of these folks on television and reality television shows and making fun of their bodies and their aspirations or goals or whatever it is they're doing. I didn't feel like doing that, and the temptation was strong for me to judge this woman who was teaching the class. It was very strong. And what I fortunately was aware of is that my temptation to judge her is born of her judging the people on television. So the judger always feels judged. Why? Because they are sending attack, judgmental thoughts into the world, into the mind. They are going to feel them first because they're emanating from them. So, like attracts like, so that then the temptation is to judge her for being the judger. So for me, I have a commitment to let, let the judgment stop here. It's like the buck stops here. The judgment stops here. The responsibility is in me to turn this around. Because I could really feel that she was insecure and she wanted to somehow fit in and make us like her. And that was the thing she thought would do it. She didn't have other resources. Instead of opening her heart to include us all, she decided to include us all in this attack of these people who weren't even there. So I'm inviting you to look at the ways that you're communicating attack thoughts. So do you give yourself permission in your workplace, with your friends, at home when you're watching television? Do you get your, give yourself permission to attack people who are in magazines or on television or in the White House or wherever they are? Do you give yourself permission to attack people who aren't present? So is that how you're using your body to communicate thoughts of attack? Because just know that the judger always feels judged. So you will feel judged. You'll be judging yourself. And this is something I hear from spiritual seekers all the time, that they feel really, really bad when they know better, but they engage in judgment anyway in order to be liked or because they feel somehow entitled. There's a sense of entitlement to attack others. There's something that they cherish about that. And it can be different for different people. But this creates so much suffering. It does create depression. It creates so much suffering. So the invitation is to when the next time someone is being judgmental and attacking, you don't have to tell them they're wrong. I was tempted to say something to the teacher, but I knew the best thing I could do was partner up with the Holy Spirit and be loving towards her in my mind. So that's how I worked with it. Now, it says here in the text, Do not see him, do not see your neighbor, your brother, your sister, this way, as being their body, or having less than, for your own salvation. See, that's what she was doing. Which must bring him his. So, Do not allow him to belittle himself in your mind, but give him freedom from his belief in littleness, and thus escape from yours. So, in the past, because I've been taking this woman's class for at least a decade, (laughs) and in the past, I I would get really annoyed with her. I would get frustrated with her. I would get angry with her. Now I know when I take that class, it is a deepening of my spiritual practice because I am holding a space of love for myself, for her, for everyone in the room. And I don't need to be self-righteous about it either. I'm not doing something special. It doesn't make me special. Oh, there's music. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, walking the talk and living the love on Unity Online Radio.
0: Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's metaphysical romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, three p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: And we are back, and (laughs) I want to let you know, just before we go back into what I was sharing, I want to let you know that I'm getting ready to launch. I'm launching, it's launched, uh, the next Living a Course in Miracles teleclass. It's a totally free teleclass, so please uh, check it out. It's totally free. It's eight weeks of classes. And we have John Mundy, wonderful teacher, David Hoffmeister, Colin Tipping, Gary Renard, Ian Patrick, Rhonda Britton, myself, and more. All these teachers, there are 16 classes over the course of eight weeks. This is my third time running this free class for you. And... All you have to do is register, and we send you all the information to participate in all 16 classes. Now, many of you may be familiar with the teleclass format format or the summit format, and where the teachers are selling you a lot of stuff. That's not happening in this. It's really a class. And so uh, there is – I do talk about the teacher's books because um, they are wonderful resources. People often tell me that they purchase all of the books, but there's no purchasing as part of the class. However, you can purchase the downloads and the transcripts of the class – So the class is free, you can listen to it for free, but you can also own it, you can own the CDs and things like that. But thousands of people participate all over the world totally for free, and I'm inviting you not only to join us, but also to share it with your friends. What we have found over the last two offerings, the ones we did last year, is that it's a great way to introduce somebody to the teachings of A Course in Miracles. So if you're new to the course, or if you have a friend or a family member who's new to the course, see if you can plan to listen together. With each of the classes, you have uh, 48 hours to listen to the replays, so you can make a plan every Saturday to listen to the replays together and or to purchase them and listen to them together and read the transcripts together. Study groups do it together. So they will uh, purchase the audios and listen to them together, purchase the transcripts and go through them together, or just listen to the free replays together. So there are lots of options. It, and many people told me that they had started with the Course of Miracles. became too overwhelming for them. They put it down. And when they listened to these classes, they got so much clarity. And inspiration and motivation that they picked up that big blue book again and they really started in earnest. Many people have told me that they had never heard of A Course in Miracles until this class so it's a great way to introduce people to the teachings of a course in miracles and what i find is a lot of course in miracles people they would like to share with their friends and families but it feels a little too out there and they don't know how these classes are perfect totally free listen to them together it's fun. When you listen to the replays too, you can pause and you can have discussions. So it, it really becomes a powerful way to engage your friends and fr- family in a spiritual conversation that's not threatening or intimidating. And, uh, people have also told me that they have been studying the course for 10, 20, 30 years and they, they got so much insight out of these 16 classes. So there you go. Share with your friends and your study groups. Yeah, And you just go to com to register. Put your email in and your name, and we'll start sending you all the information. com. All right, so back to we're giving up the wanting, and we're healing depression, and we're learning how to use the body as a means of pure communication, communicating only love. So, if you are looking at your brother or your sister, and as I was sharing in my class, they are somehow belittling themselves. And I'm telling you, when you hear someone uh, judging someone else, they're belittling themselves. When somebody is judging another human being, it's clear that they don't actually know their divinity, they don't know who they are. If you know that you are the living, loving presence of God, one with all that there is, you would never attack anyone because you would know that the attacker always feels attacked. The judger always feels judged. You would know that the lover always feels beloved. And you'd choose that. Of course you would choose that. So, that's a key for me, too. When I feel tempted to judge someone, that's the time for me to partner up with the Holy Spirit and remember that I am one with that person, and I don't want to feel attacked, and I don't want to feel judged. I'm interested in feeling the love. So, it motivates me to put that weapon, that attack thought down. When you see someone who's disparaging of themselves and calling themselves stupid or worthless. You don't have to argue with them. Just know the truth. Know the truth. And I used to, when someone would belittle themselves or attack themselves in my presence, I would say, that's not true. You're a child of God. You're the light of the world. I would, I would say something like that to them. But you know what? That's not comforting to them. But instead, I learned to say this. Really? Well, that's not how I see you. That's not how I see you. So if someone tells me they feel like a loser, I say, Huh, that's, that's not how I see you. I see you as beautiful. I really do. I see you as, as magnificent. And then they, I find that they look at me with a questioning face And they're thinking, is she telling me the truth or is she telling me a story? And they can see in my eyes that I'm telling them the truth. I do see them as beautiful. I see their perfection and their wholeness. Because I am training my mind to see it. And not to see what they would project or the projections of negativity in my own mind. I am interested in seeing with God's eyes, and that's very important to me. It's a high priority. It is my holy aspiration. And so they can see that in my eyes, and then I am using the body to communicate love. I'm using the body to communicate the truth, and you can do that too. In paragraph six here, it says rejoice then that of yourself you can do nothing. This is page 152. Rejoice that of yourself you can do nothing. Y- you know, of course, miracles teaches us we need do nothing. We need do nothing. It's really all about what are we holding in our mind, in our heart? What are we holding? What are we cherishing? So important. Yes, yes. A little later on this page, paragraph 8, it says, There is nothing so frustrating to a learner as a curriculum he cannot learn. The great news about this curriculum that A Course in Miracles is, is we can learn it. Our little willingness is all that's required. If we thought we couldn't learn it, it says here, our sense of inadequacy suffers, and we must become depressed. So if you believe that you can't transcend the limiting thoughts of your mind, I would say you haven't partnered up. And so if you're depressed, you perhaps believe that you cannot transcend the limited thinking. Partner up. Invoke the Holy Spirit. Walk with the Holy Spirit all the time. Walk with Jesus all the time. Walk with Mother Mary and Kuan Yin all of the time. Don't go it alone. It's not necessary. There's no extra points for going it alone. There's actually extra benefit for partnering up. This is how we heal depression: is that we remember we are one. We are one. It says here at the bottom of paragraph 8, whenever the reaction to learning is depression, it is because the true goal of the curriculum has been lost sight of. So the goal of the curriculum is to remember ourselves. To remember that the separation never occurred. That we are one with the one. So we're placing our attention on this. We're placing our attention on unity. This is what's healing. And we get so many opportunities every day, don't we? We Because we get bombarded with billboards and photographs and all kinds of things. Many people are watching television a lot. And there's all kinds of opportunities to go into judgment and thoughts of lack and attack. So, if you are watching the news and you're getting depressed, then you've forgotten that it is your responsibility To hold the high watch for everything that you see in your life, which means you don't have to do anything with your body in order to hold the high watch, but in your mind, you are knowing that love is activated for everyone all of the time, that there is this profound level of invisible support. Mighty companions are walking with us in the invisible at all times, at all times. And so this is our wonderful opportunity to heal our own mind by affirming the truth instead of the limited thought. It's not easy. But if we can welcome the opportunities that we have every day and say, oh, this is my healing right here. So, for instance, in my class this morning, I hadn't taken this woman's class in a while, uh, and I was able to be more loving than I've been before. In my mind, in my mind. And at the end of the class, she thanked me for being there. And I can honestly tell you that in the past, there are times I walked out of that class complaining. And I felt less restored and renewed. And I was supposed to feel invigorated and uplifted, but because I chose to think attack thoughts throughout the class, I had a crappy experience. So if you're putting crap out there, You're going to feel like crap. And honestly, I think that's the good news because we can change our mind. Yes, we can. So right now, let us go within and anchor our mind in the love of God that is our true identity. I invite you to place your hand on your heart again. We're living A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk. We're living the love. We're remembering our true identity and we truly are sharing the benefits with everyone, invoking divine grace into our awareness. We're making a holy offering of all the limited thoughts. We're making a holy offering of whatever has caused depression or limitation We are opening ourselves to know fully the kingdom of love that we are, to activate it, and to share the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be our whole life, our holy life. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, Living the Love, with me, Jennifer Hadley, on Unity Online Radio. Have a-
1: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
5: Feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step by step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Inspiration only takes a moment we invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power. For out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace.
5: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
4: Have you ever experienced the silence? If you're someone who balks at the idea of spending extended time in silence, and the very thought of it makes you say, I could never do that, then we have the perfect retreat to make a convert of you. Join Reverend Paulette Pipe for the Touching the Stillness Retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012 at Unity Village.
1: Being in the silence is easier than you think, and more rewarding than you can imagine. Beginners and advanced meditators alike will be enriched as together we co-create a safe, sacred environment that incorporates just the right amount of soul-nourishing prayer and meditation practices to usher us deeper and deeper into the silence. Not only will you likely achieve a transformative experience of the divine, but once you've touched the stillness, you may wish for even more time to hush and listen.
4: Reverend Paulette Pipe, host of the Touching the Stillness program on Unity Online Radio, invites you to explore the silence with her during the Touching the Stillness retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012. Make your reservation for this retreat now. Go to touchingthestillness.org and click on Calendar. That's touchingthestillness.org.
0: There is hope
2: that is growing.
3: Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there. And we hope you join us, too, as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm. cruise
5: Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes?